0: All right, guys, let's get into it. Here we are week four. Again, thank you so much for every guy, everyone listening and engaging with me. Um, I just want to say, I'm going to rant these first few seconds and just tell you, not even a rant, I'm going to praise, just tell you how happy I am that we have not seen Nina this week. Is that horrible? I'm just, ugh, like, I'm just so happy that we all get to cleanse our palate of her for this week. I know it's coming. I know the angst is coming, but... I was happy to see a bunch of mob stuff go down, a bunch of just a whole lot of more other important things than Nina, fretting and pouting, and I just wanted to throw that in there. I hope you guys are just as happy as me. Anyway, let's get into it. Again, I hate that this is a smaller storyline, because you only see them like a few days this week, but we're getting somewhere, and there's a few good scenes. We're going to start with Gibrit jason and Britt at Crete. um can we just start with how that college, cottage or whatever they're in, in shed whatever that is looks like the same little abode they were in um in canada where they got a little intimate so hopefully just like leazle said danger and gratitude equals aphrodisiac so hopefully a little cottage like this does as well we'll see Um, Jason, you know, Brit's acting all funny. She has to change into whatever she was changing into. Wants Jason to turn around like, he ain't never seen something like that before. But that was cute. Um, you know, he was being a cute guy. Like at first he was like, uh, seriously, you know? So she gives him a look. He respectfully, as he would, would turn around. But I thought it was funny. Um, they got little walkie talkies, which is cute. Um, real quick. I'm not going to, I don't want to completely wrap that up yet, but while they're doing what they're doing, we have Liesel and Peter in, talk about a lab. (laughs) They did really good with that set. Anyway, you have them in the lab bantering, discussing. Peter wants Liesel to condition Maxie to take him back and forgive him. Oh, if we all could condition (laughs) people to forgive us and take us back. Uh, What a fantasy, right? But I thought that was pretty funny. He's really like crazy. And I know I say this week after week like I'm surprised, but he's really lost his damn marbles for that one. Um, Whatever, she burns him, whatever that is, escapes, um, ends up at the shed cabin, whatever you want to call that, and poor Liesel gets stabbed with a bow and arrow. Um, Thank God her daughter's a doctor and is able to patch her back up. Um, But, you know, poor Brit and poor Liesel. Brit's, like, scared... Didn't want to pull the gun out, so she, or shoots a bow and arrow. Thinks she got one, got over on one of these evil soldiers, and happens to be her mom, so that was pretty sad. And they had you know, Liesl's making jokes as um, Britt's trying to like patch her up, so I thought that was pretty funny. But um, eventually, here comes Drew and Peter and Jason. And we have a little Drew and Jason gun. Not really a gun off. Nobody really shot. But, you know, they're head to head, toe to toe with their guns. Um, Peter's just playing these mind games. At first, I really thought that episode was going to end with um, Drew ending up pointing the gun at Peter. Like, I really, there's a part of me that really thinks he is, like, playing Peter. But... The way that all went down, I guess not for right now. We'll see. Um, and you know, Jason didn't want to take any chances, but he I really think he would. Like, I really think he would have been able to shoot them both with the quickness. But that maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm living in La La Land, but I think he would have been alright. Um, it's funny because Britt's like, take your chances. Go ahead, shoot him, take your chances. If you kill B and him both, the world's a better place. Take your chances. So I thought that was funny. He ends up putting the gun down and like we don't see anything after that. I don't know if it was like the actors scheduling with filming and COVID, but it was so weird how we, you know, I would think something like that would go on for like a good two, three days. So I was not happy about that. So weird. We see a quick recap for Monday and they're back. So I don't know, but yeah, so that was quick. That was funny but again, I just wish it would have kind of dragged on a little more through the week. But again, like I said last week, we still don't know how this is playing. But I do want to see a Jason and Britt reunion. You know, um, Lizzo's all like, oh, really? He came running back to you? And Britt's like, that's not exactly how that happened. Carly left them. Bam, you at the altar. And uh, he's helping me now because he got the time. But we'll see what happens there. Also, we have really quick. I don't really like to talk about gossip or anything like that, but I did see Steve Burton's face all over the, you know, soap opera blogs about General Hospital enforcing a vaccine mandate. And no one really knowing, it, which it really is none of our business. No one really knowing if he's vaccinated or not and if he is going to continue on the show or not and again it's really none of our business it would be extremely sad to let him go three years is not enough time having him back so it'd be extremely sad but I don't know if they're using this storyline as his out however that you know plays out if that's what's playing out again I'm not looking to spread gossip or rumors but it's out there so again there may be some truth to it there may not be some truth to it but I kind of want to see if it this all plays out through the Crete Drew Peter storyline. That'd be interesting to watch. As we wrap up Crete, we can go ahead and trickle into um, Anna, Valentina, Victor, because they're all back from Crete now. Um, Victor's in Port Charles. I had I I just found that out this week, which is funny. Of course, that's how we slowly get him on the canvas, but. Um, It's for Anna to keep an eye on him. Like, come on, Anna. You've been fumbling a lot of these investigations lately. So hopefully you don't fumble on this one. Um, But I love to see him back in Port Charles. I love to see him in the hospital room visiting his son. And it did click. It clicked when Valentine said, Charlotte and Bailey are his grandkids. So what I find interesting is the plot thickens. Because, okay, Charlotte's his grandkid. Bailey really isn't. So... Do, is Victor the type of grandfather, the type of paternal parent to do whatever he can to keep his loved ones safe? And will he take it, you know, like, how, how far will he take it? One, if he finds out that Bailey isn't his, will he still maybe convince Valentine once he finds out, like, we got to keep this girl safe? Or will it not come out and will he fall in love for Bailey, with Bailey as his granddaughter And then when it does come out that it's not, will Victor do some sort of sadistic move to try to steal Bailey? Because now Victor's in the picture now. And yeah, we love him. He's funny. He's a great addition to the canvas. Great addition to the Cass and I family. I mean, he always was part of the Cass and I family. But, you know, now we have Valentine, Ava, Nicholas, Spencer. So, of course, like I said, I kind of want to see all that banter. But kind of want to see how that plays out um valentine's good all the fragments were removed question mark happy to hear that but i thought that was gonna kind of linger and kind of play into some sort of storyline or you know play into his health later on but i guess not which is fine again happy don't wish anybody bad but i'm just i didn't think that would happen so quick um we have anna still not completely confessing all her feelings for him You know, she touches his hand, wants him to be okay. She's showing care and concern for his health and his stability and his recovery, but still not going there. But yet you have like them having cute little banter and Valentine's calling her darling. So, but he's, I feel like he was a villain, right? But any woman of interest, Anna or Nina, he really kind of puts his put it all puts it all out there. Like where's his heart on his sleeve? Would any of these women that he has feelings for, which I love. So he's showing a little more than Anna is, I think. Again, I really would have loved to see him with BLQ. Um okay you know, she's a, again, we talked about this last week. She's such a good stepmom to Charlotte. Um I guess if you will. And again, she's their co-parenting Bailey. And I like their banter. You know, they're both kind of conniving, if you will. But I just love, I don't know, I would have loved to see them together. Guess that's not the route they're going to go. Who knows? Um, P.S. I really like Anna's, Anna's wardrobe. You know, she's a very fit woman. And I love how they have her in like jean, blazers, shells, just looking real. Like I'm here to work, but I'm here to kick ass too kind of thing and really quick to circle back to victor again a fan a huge fan but you know he's like he wants to take out peter only because peter crossed him but all this time he was aiding in a bed and peter he let him run loose he was the one who told um peter like burn down the tano They're, you know those are just that's not good right now that nina knows you're alive so just burn them down like he ordered peter like he literally let him run amok And that's where I have a tough time. That's where I kind of see where Anna's point, you know, I get Anna's point as far as like not really trusting him as far as you can throw him. But Valentine is like, let's use him for what he has. Um, So we'll see. We shall see. Speaking of a BLQ, we see her at the hospital, really nervous, really frightened to see if Gladys spilled to Valentine, Who, which, you know, got a hint that Gladys has tea to spill but I guess didn't really fester on it because it's Gladys um don't ask me my (laughs) side note everything that's going on with Gladys um Maxie Brooklyn I don't know why it's giving me don't tell mom the babysitter's dead vibes I don't know why can someone like comment or share or like or tell me why I'm feeling that am I the only one I hope not anywho I have feeling Gladys was going to kind of keep that secret in her pocket. I don't think she was going to spill. If she spills, she she loses all the leverage she has, which of course, that's what Maxie and Brooklyn need to figure out. How do we kind of take this leverage from her and kind of, you know, kind of take all this power away from her? It's crazy. Again, I can't get over the fact that this landed on her lap. Um, She ends up, you know, Brooklyn kind of calms her down like all right calm down you don't have to do it Don't take my credit card it's cool and then she goes on a shopping spree at a gift shop in the hospital what do you (laughs) mean what are you getting there like are you loading up on candy I know every time I was visiting somebody at a hospital hospital I mean I was going to the gift shop for the for the candy all the time um for myself if I was going there for myself so that just of course I like I said the writers write her so well and she's so funny um But she is, I love the fact that Brooklyn made it seem like she was drunk. But we see a real drunk Gladys at the Savoy, which we will touch base on. Um, And again, Maxie finds out Gladys knows what's up. And she's like, we got to hatch a plan. And she mentions Kip, Chip, Nip, whatever his name was. Like Brooklyn said, are we talking about a person or a dog? Which, again, we'll get to. Ned mentions Kip. When he talks about trying to sneak the painting he wants to get Olivia in her office, he mentions a kip. So, is there a connection there? And how the hell does Nina know this guy who works at the Metro Court? Nina needs to have... Uh, I guess she does have an office there. So, let me not get too ahead of myself. Anyway. Chase. He's bored. <laughs> Poor Chase. On desk duty. He has nothing to do. So, just wants to dive right into Maxie's case. Um... Bad timing as he arrives at Kelly's and, you know, they play it off like Maxie's upset. He triggered her and, you know, good, good play on Brooklyn's part. But again, her and Chase are really good friends. So she's kind of playing him a little bit. I don't know how much I really appreciated that. Um, But Brooklyn really is on Austin's list. And I know I said that last week, but Austin is out for blood. I don't think he's an evil, evil person, but he, he's out for blood. And if that means getting all the tea he can from a drunk Gladys, that's what that means. Um, And then Olivia finds him at the Savoy, rips his head off, but he takes it like a champ. You know, he's like, I, she, you know, she's like, I was having a good night until you were there. And he's like, all right, I'll leave. And at first the face she made, I thought she was going to like walk over to him and maybe like apologize. That's not what happened. And she finds out, which Austin did not do on purpose, but she finds out that Ned went to Austin to talk about Leo after Ned gave away his shares and dropped the case. She did not like that. She did not like that. And I don't know. I don't know if she didn't like it. I could get if she didn't like it because he didn't talk to her about it first, but she she don't want to hear it. You know, Carly mentioned something real quick, like how's Leo not even thinking it had to do with the whole autism thing. And she damn near bit Carly's head off. So you're right. How do you go to somebody like that? How do you approach somebody like that? But in her head, I didn't know this. I didn't know this. So she gets extremely drunk after she leaves the Savoy, ends up at the Metro Court damn near wobbling, which how did Carly just, where was Carly? How do you let your friend just leave a bar drunk? and stuff like I hope the driver dropped Olivia off at the metro court then went and dropped Carly off like I hope Carly just didn't let her friend for herself which I doubt Carly did but I wrote in my notes where the hell is Carly um you know and she talks to Robert she meets up with Robert at the metro court all drunk and silly and just completely irrational but I love that She plays drunk well. I love a drunk Olivia. And, you know, we've seen that a couple times, drunk Olivia, which is fun and funny to watch. Um, You know, Robert's trying to be some sort of voice of reason, but she's not, she's not hearing it. She's not seeing it. And there's a point where he kind of backpedals and is like, you know, you're right. You know, your kid, you're going to have his back. Who am I to say anything kind of? and he talks about their friendship gen- their genuine friendship on his part she's drunk and then she decides to kiss him and then here comes Ned with the painting in hand <laughs> um and decides he wants to um knock out Robert which then she gets mad and says don't you know don't hit him over an innocent kiss there's no such uh, there's no such thing as innocent kiss if you're a married woman and you're not kissing your husband and you're kissing someone else there's no such thing i'm sorry <laughs> not me, not me, um, but it was sad, you know, if I retract a little bit and calm down uh, off the, based off that little comment she made, she was, um that was sad, the way she was crying, that looked like such a real cry after seeing the painting, and she just stormed off, <sighs> I don't know, I w- I was never really a huge fan of Ned, but this was, this is gonna be some good story, some really good story, and you know is he going to want revenge <laughs> is he going to not accept like is he you know he's going to want to help leo but is he going to be able to get past this cuz this isn't the first time he had a scare with robert and olivia um really quick though we're going to get into this but when he went to the gallery to look for something for Um, Olivia and I feel like they were screen testing Ava and Ned yep you heard it here first and I'm here for it I am here for it obviously there's gonna be and we'll get into that too there's gonna be some drama between her and Nick there's not you know it ain't gonna be all unicorns and rainbows with Ned and Olivia so I would love to see Nava squared (laughs) I don't know I just I'm here for it the screen test was great they look great together on camera and, you know, it, it's what Ava deserves. She could go from being a Cassidine to a quartermean. She tagged the Corinthos. She's married to a Cassidine. She could marry right into the quartermean. Like, that's what we want for her character, right? I love it. I'm here to see it. Speaking of Ava, <laughs> um, we have her at the gallery with Trina, which <laughs> applauded Trina for taking initiative in her college and work career. Love to see that. Love to see it. She took initiative. Ava was a little hesitant. I think, again, because it was the funding and how big of a project it would be, but she, Ned stepped up and was like, I'll help fund it. And she kind of let Trina roll with it. It looks like Trina's doing all the work, which, you know, I like that Ava's kind of giving her the autonomy. Just love to see that. But anyway, as they're talking, we see Nick walk in with Sean and kind of use her business as a front. It's like... It it seemed like wannabe mob on a on Nicholas's end. Um, obviously, he confronts Nicholas, tells him, you know, I know you, what you did. I will literally ring bells in town, whether you whether I can prove it or not. Your name's going to be out there. It's going to be associated with this. What you want to do? What's up? What's what are we going to do? Um, Nicholas, of course, still doesn't admit it. But is willing to help Sean and just is handing... First, he decides he wants to hand out limited time offers all over the place. Like, first, Alexis, I can have to get out of jail. First, Sean, like, here's some money. Like, get out of here with your limited time offers. Um, He's not admitted it, but he's willing to, you know, fund this nonprofit. Give him $5 million and take it from there. So we'll see what happens with that. Sean was here. Like, Sean was here for it, though. I loved his trying to intimidate Nick swag. He's like, don't cross me again. Watch what happens. And I love how Nicholas was just not really, not really backing down, but agreeing to terms. You know, he has the money, he has the power, he has the privilege. So you might as well use all this and turn it for good somehow, some way. But before we even finish that up, I loved um, Nicholas and Spencer on the docks. Again, just great acting. Um, You know, Spencer was trying to catch Nick slipping. Nick was not slipping. He was feeling Spencer up for a microphone, which I thought was funny because like your dad, if your dad's that mad at you, he is going to like rough your collar up. And for real, you're trying to get me. So I thought that was funny. And I love, again, Sean stepped up. Once it got to a point where he's like, who's putting you up to this? Sean stepped up like me, unapologetically. Again, a little, went a little too far with trying to pin son against father, but he's trying to figure this all out. So I loved how he just stepped stepped up and was like, I did it. So, you know, me and you, let's just handle this me and you now. Um, but then you, I just felt like, We kept talking about justice for Hayden from six years ago. Like, okay, fine. Justice for you for being in prison for all that time for something you didn't do. However, how about can we get justice for Hayden from a year and a half ago when Nicker... Nicker... (laughs) Nicholas scared him out of town. Can we talk... Can we get justice for... Scared Hayden out of town. Can we get justice for that? Because... None of this, I just feel like it's a far reach to talk about something from six years ago. Like, cut it. Cut it. Just a little annoying there. Just a little annoying there. But we'll see what happens. Again, I think Hayden's coming back. Definitely a recast. So, you know, she's going to shake things up. Obviously, like Nicholas said, like Sean told Alexis, Hayden knows. Hayden knows Nicholas tried to shoot her. He paid her off. That's what I mean. End of that story. Let's start a new story. Um, yeah. And Nicholas, you know, he kinda ends that little part of drama that was causing him some anxiety. And now he has to figure out what's he what he's gonna do with Spencer. You know, after that little exchange on the docks, I'm sure he didn't feel good about it. Obviously, Spencer didn't either. And they have to kind of find their footing. At that point, he was worried. What do we do? Even Ava's like, he'll come around. Trust me, we'll see. Sonny's like telling them, you you better have family dinner with your son and make things right there. And it's funny because... Ava's looking to kind of get Avery full time after everything that happened with Joey Novak, which we'll get into. And Sunny's like, don't worry, Avery is fine where she's at. She loves me. (laughs) She wants me and her mom to be together. She's in a nice, loving, happy home. You, Spencer, Nicholas, better figure that out. So I thought that was funny. Anyway, we see, you know, Nicholas again you know, living extremely humble, busting tables, just looking for answers from everybody, you know, just, he goes to Esme because Esme tells him what he wants to hear. But then he goes to Trina the the first time, you know, I guess looking for sympathy, just looking for, I, I think generally looking for that realness that Esme isn't giving him. But Trina's like, no, I'm not here for that. Like, get out of here. Stop crying. I, Trina sprinkled legit. Trina sprinkled some black girl magic on that ass because she was giving him the business. She was telling him everything he didn't want to hear but needed to hear. And I just think that this is this is what he needs right now in his life. He dethroned his last name. He dethroned himself as a prince, and he's ready to. I don't want to say live humbly, but work. You know, work hard for his money. He made his first little. You know, whipped it. Um can say here's your first money earned ever um but it's it's gotta be gratifying i mean it wasn't what he wanted but this this new life of his i hope is gratifying as may in here for it asma doesn't want him to live a humble life asma wants him to make nice and make peace with everyone else that he needs to so that she could live as a princess but it's just not it's not gonna happen right now for her she's obviously not gonna like How he, where, where and how he got that advice from, but it's just not gonna happen for her. And you know, she's being messy, you know, she's stepping, she is stepping, talking to Joss and Kim about their sex life or lack thereof. And whatever she did now, it's like pressuring, like, I just feel like peer pressure for them to kind of take it to the next level, which, okay, they're of age, they're kissing all over. They're young, their hormones are running rampant. Okay, it's about time, but I felt bad because they felt pressured because of the little Esme whispers that they were getting. Esme was like the little devil on their shoulder, which she's the little devil on Spencer's shoulder too. So I kind of felt bad, but she was just taking that a little too far. But we'll see, you know, mom's birthday, you know, after mom's birthday, everyone's going out. So (laughs) we'll see what happens over there at Elizabeth's house. Which really quick, we get that quick banter with Elizabeth and Carly. Elizabeth's like, okay, just like everyone else, go gut, Nina. But I wonder if whatever happens between Joss and Cam either brings Carly and Elizabeth much closer or splits them up if it becomes, I mean, sex is sex, right? They're 18, 19 years old. But, you know, I would, what if like Joss got pregnant or something? You know the first time it happened, like that's a story to tell, and you know it. You know there. You know you have Liz and Carly kind of pointing fingers at each other, so we'll see what happens there. But I just want them to do it because they want to and really talk about it, not because they feel pressured. Um, because Esme is not one to really be out here judging anybody when she's over here cozying up to Ryan. <laughs> Clearly we know now we find out there's a connection there. Now we find out she's working for him. I don't know if she could read him. Like I don't know if she's not telling everybody that she could understand his eye winks or whatever or if she was in contact with him before he got before he was paralyzed. But there is a connection there, so we shall see how that works out. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see it. What I didn't like is Esme telling Cam and Joss and Spence like, oh let's for." go away let's get a cabin like what are you trying to blacklist trina because joss is in here for that if joss is going to go away she's going to want to go away with her friend and you're not her friend joss is not having any of it joss is like i ain't got work to do i'm reading up on a manipulative calculating conniving biatch and obviously as been knew exactly who she was targeting that comment too um so we'll see we'll see what happens there i just in her little encounter with Harmony. Harmony's trying to give her some. Esme's encounter with Harmony. You know. She's trying to give her a little bit of advice. Like basically step down. Which, which I'm happy that Alexis is going free. But. Now that. Esme comes on scene. Alexis leaves. So I would love for Alexis. To kind of keep an eye on her a little more. Since we're at the jail, we might as well talk about Alexis. First of all, she's spilling a little too much tea to Harmony. I like Harmony. I'm starting to trust her, but I don't know how safe it is to kind of splurge. But I guess what else is Alexis going to do while she's there? Um, What I like is that she was talking about life outside of jail. How she has to deal with life. She has to deal with her past. She has to deal with her demons. She's learned her lesson here, but she was confined she had rules she couldn't do things she's in jail so now that she's out she has this whole new freedom which i think she's scared of and i loved that insight i really loved that they talked about that and discussed that because that's just real life too right you have somebody and she was only locked up for a couple months imagine somebody who's locked up for a year or does a 10-year bid plus and they, they come out imagine what life is like for them imagined so I really like that she touched on that briefly and she kept making excuses with Sean about and Harmony about like "Eh, I don't I don't want to take I don't want it to be because Nick Nicholas gets me out I don't want it to be for that like I just you know I hate that he has that hanging over my head like who does he think he is I tried I'm his aunt I tried to raise him to be a young kid which I get that part too but I think a lot of it has to do with her fear of real life and you know she has that quick which i forgot to touch upon but she does have that quick conversation with spence like don't succumb and don't pine back towards your dad you know you just want to be this prince you just want this filthy money so now you're gonna fake the funk don't don't be that don't be that so i love that you know and again trina kind of gave him that double dose but back to alexis we'll see what happens she talks about how much she misses home. Sean's talking about how much he enjoys her home, which is funny. And then you have um, whoever that guy is says that the um, she got a pardon. Will she take it? I hope she. I mean, they're not. If they're letting her free, she can't say like sorry about that, but I want to stay. So we'll see what happens there. Um, I'm happy if that if this is true. I'm happy to see her. Back in Port Charles, back at home, like she said, back at dinner, arguing with Christina about her choices and Christina um, throwing jail in her face. I love to see it, which again, I'm not about the gossip, but if this whole vaccine mandate thing is true and Jax Ingo leaves the show, it's not a coincidence that all of a sudden Alexis comes back on the full canvas. I don't know. I just picked up on that. We shall see. All right. So I want to end this podcast at the Savoy where all the action happens. But really quick, I need, before we get to the Savoy, we have Monday starts off with Carly and Sunny at the Metro Court. You know, Carly is like, all right, now I got time for you. And I want to talk to you. And he tells her, you know, Cyrus calls me and I'm going to go see him. And, um, Dante and Sam pop up and Carson is here for the tea, the facial expressions, the facial acting, the, the side-eyeing, the smirking. I mean, I loved it. It was a quick distraction for both of them to kind of get the tea. It's gotta be weird. It's gotta be weird for Sonny, even though he's like smiling ear to ear, which I posted on a post uh, earlier in the week. Carly's happy because Sam's away from Jason and, Sonny's low-key getting his revenge on Jason. (laughs) You know, my son's tapping your ex. Ha, ha, ha. That's what you get for trying to marry my wife. Just kidding. But I thought that was funny. Um, I just didn't understand the whole Carly-Sam friendship girly banter there. Like, I'm sorry. It couldn't be me. You know, unless Sam really understood that the whole marriage initially had to do with the business, then I understand the T there. But other than that, like, I thought that was the end of their friendship. The last time they saw each other at the Metro Corps, I thought that was it. You know, way back when she was, quote unquote, air quotes, congratulating them and hugging Carly. Like, I know you wouldn't do this if unless you had to. So I low key did not understand that part of the show. But maybe that's just me and I never, I, I hold on to grudges, I guess, but could it be me? Anyway, um, you know, Sam's all, see, Sam, I feel like Sam's flirty in general. The way she hugged Sunny when she first saw him back, yeah, she, we hadn't seen that interaction since he's been back. She hasn't seen him since he's been back. Um, but you know, if, Maurice Bernard eventually goes off the show, which we know is happening because he always says on State of Mind how much he hates acting. So that's going to happen eventually. They need to go out with a bang. I want, obviously, I want his last episode to be, I want him and Carly to have been together. But I'm here for some Sonny and Sam Anx, Like, I am here for, I was there for it when it happened back in uh oh four oh five. So real quick, fleeting moment, but I'd love to see it again. I think uh they look well together. I'm sorry, they look really good together on screen. Back, you know, way back 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 before the Salt and Pepper, I think they really really screen sc- um were on screen and looked really pretty as a couple, but now I love to see it real quick. Um so we see that and Sunny seems a little fidgety when he's like right before um Carly Right before Sam and Dante walk in, Sonny's ready to kind of spill to Carly about what happened. But then when Dante's asking Sonny about it, Sonny just seems a little fidgety. Like, it's something he had to do. Um, And then the next episode, everyone's at the Savoy. And uh, Portia's still stuck on the stalker, which I'm going to call him Poppy. He's Curtis's Poppy, so we'll call him Poppy. That's his nickname. I don't want to call him Stalker. Um, we see him real quick at Kelly's and then we see him again at the docks, which we're going to assume he's the one who beat up Novak. Who knows? Like you threaten if Curtis is his son, you threaten my son. You want to threaten the business? Yeah. Okay. So we'll see what happens there. Or Poppy is low key part of a a fifth mob family that may tie into Curtis somehow, some way. But if you notice. When, and I know I'm fast forwarding it, but we'll get back to the Carly and Olivia thing. But when Dante's investigating everything that's happening, he mentions like, you know, it's a nightclub for the most part, it's a cash only place. This is where people could come and launder money and take advantage. And obviously Curtis says, you know, I'm no, I'm no stranger to that life. I, you know, I've heard of Joey, Joey, Joey Novak. I know his kind. I'm no stranger to that life. Um, Curtis is a recovering drug addict. So I wonder if that's going to come into play. I wonder if those are little hints of what's about to pop off at the Savoy. But um, when Dante investigates Curtis, he talks, Curtis is like, oh, just a knucklehead, stirring up trouble. Never mentions that he, that Joey Novak went up against Carly. So I was like, yo, good looks. Good looks. Curtis is looking out. So... We'll see what happens. And then Sam walks in and is like, Do you always keep your doors unlocked when you're not open? So, again, another hint that there's something big I feel like is about to happen there. Um, Portia gets a sketching by from Eliv- um, Elizabeth, LOL. <laughs> and, um, you know, obviously it's the same, which we don't see the scene, but we notice that TJ is like, Yep, that's him. And, um, But Curtis does not recognize him. I thought definitely Curtis was going to recognize him, but he doesn't. So we'll see what happens there. I just, I'm scared, but I, you know, feel like something is brewing at the Savoy. Something's up I just, you know, I want Curtis to thrive. I want Curtis to do good with his business. But I guess it wouldn't be so proper if there wouldn't be drama at a nightclub, right? So we shall see what happens there. And I liked how Portia was the good doctor, of course, doing her due diligence and just being extremely nice to Joey. (laughs) You know, she knows who he was. She knows what happens. But she has, that's her job. So I just really admired that about her. Because that wouldn't be Brit. That would not be Brit. So, while we're... Um, I jumped ahead before, but we're at the Savoy. Carly and Olivia having a little girls' night out while Sunny is visiting Cyrus at Flatland. It's really called Flatland, too. I thought that's really funny. And um what's up with Cyrus? Like, quote-unquote, helping Sunny or giving Sunny some five families tea or giving him a heads up? I wonder what he wants, number one. And number two, is this another plot? Is this another um, mastermind plan of Cyrus to kind of keep Sunny distracted? I don't know. Whatever the case is, everything about that scene, him laughing at Cyrus, him saying, you know, if you don't want to tell me anything, I'm a, it's fine. I got on my jet. I'll consider it um, a day well spent because I got to see you behind bars. And I'm going to go and eat at the finest restaurants, enjoy the holidays with my family, and uh that's that. So again, I feel like Sunny got his adrenaline rush that he needed to go to go when he visited Cyrus at jail to become sunny again. Cause like I said last week, Sunny is sunny when he is mobbing. I am here for it. I love it. There's something so sexy about it. I know it ain't for everybody, but it certainly is for me. Um then I thought, what if like this is like what if it was intentional that Sonny go to visit Cyrus, get Sonny out of town and have Joey Novak mess with Carly really quick. I was like, oh, my gosh, something's going to happen to Carly. They're going to kidnap her. Obviously, it didn't work out that way. But um, yeah, again, he gave, you know, he gave Sonny a, a really quick heads up. So I wonder what he's cashing in on. Talks about Laura. I'm trying to reach out to her. You're the reason why she's a witness protector protection so what are you even talking about that was so irrelevant um but now we have Sunny and Olivia talking at the Savoy kind of having some girl talk you know Carly's opening up a little bit about Olivia about you know things are weird we're trying to work things out we're trying to figure it out and her little like smile and you know we're we're doing all right it's just her everything about her facial expressions about that face acting is like set every girl to their best friend where they're really hiding what's really going on behind the scenes in their relationship um sunny like she said it again i love him i love him i love him um i don't you know i don't want to ruffle any feathers if this is what he wants this is what he's gonna get she's just still so happy he's home but you know you have olivia Pryan, like okay that's great but You know, I'd be asking questions if I were you and she makes a point like he's he's you're like he's away doing business so soon after he's been home like he wouldn't be leaving my bedside for like months like you're back home and you're already taking a jet somewhere like I'm sorry wouldn't be happening if my husband was away for nine months and again still not really sure what happened (laughs) um could have a side chicken Nixon falls it was me Nina but you know what I mean um you know and Olivia again kind of not really spilling tea to Carly about Leo but me and Netter getting a divorce period end of story like I want answers I have questions I need answers about that um then we have Joey Novak talk about the balls on this guy number one talking about I, I'm gonna run Port Charles um fast forward to him in a hospital bed giving all giving away all his power to Sonny but um he got balls for what he did, and you know, Carly's like, That's Mrs. Carinthos to you. And I know you're an idiot, I know you're dumb, but to step to me directly, you really lost your marbles. But you know, everything about that scene you know, he the minute he took that first step, Carly got up, she was ready to go toe to toe with him, which I loved. And everything about that scene, I wonder if she rehearsed it a few times because there was no flinch, there was no hesitation. That first step he took, she rose right up I was here for it I was low-key little agitated that Curtis moved him away but he you know he's a man's man so he did what he had to do because he was you know Joey Novak was messing with the ladies but I just wanted to see how far that would have went I really want to see how far that would have went um but you know she calls Sonny Sunny, you know Sonny already kind of knows what's up and he uh He ends up in the hospital the next day and we find out it wasn't Sunny. But we knew, right? We knew that last scene where Poppy is on the docks and eyeing down Joey Novak and then boom, he's in the hospital the next day. So we knew that something happened. I knew it wasn't Sunny. So we'll see. I just love how Carly is like always so happy to see him. And I love how she's playing that, like hugging him, not wanting to let him go every little second. Um, I love that. And he's like, hey, what's up? And uh, he got, you know, Sonny got his little swag back. He needed that little quick visit with Cyrus, like I said, to uh, to get his Sonny back on. You know, he goes to visit Joey Novak. Like, he's like, he got a little greedy. I think he got a little greedy and a little ahead of himself about wanting all of Novak's holdings and territory and all that. I feel like he got a little greedy, but smart. But we'll see what happens because he says that No-E, Joey Novak has the answer to the five families. But I think they're going to question Sonny's dealing in all this too. They're going to want to know like, wait a minute. What's happening? What's up? You just got back. And I loved how Carly said, if it wasn't you, if it wasn't me, then who was it? Like, that was, I feel like that statement was her like, yeah, if it wasn't you... And it wasn't me because, you know, I still hold power here, too. I think she was low-key, like, trying to implant herself as his equal when it comes to the business. He didn't say nothing. He was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, he went right along with it. But that little statement right there, I felt like, she, I don't know if she was talking to the audience or she was trying to throw that throw that little um, line in for Sonny. Like, you know... I still run game here too, right? (laughs) Can we have that conversation? And I said that I want that conversation to be had. I want both of them rolling up at the five families meeting as equals, you know? You know, if, if she had to marry Jason to form a united front, wouldn't, and now she's already, technically already married to Sunny, which we don't even know what the legalities of that still. But, they're a united front. They should be equal. She needs to be rolling up with them. She already showed herself at a couple meetings over the past over the past years, but this time she asserted herself as head. Now she's married to Sunny. They both are heads of the family, in my opinion. What do I know about the mob stuff and how that works? But I would love to see that play out. Um, but I just love love them. <laughs> I'm gonna say this again. I love everything about them. Them coming um, in the hospital with their bodyguard right in front of them coming out of the the elevator, them leaving the Metro Court together, holding hands, Um, them walking back into the Metro Court, holding hands, just talking business. You know, not only is danger and gratitude an aphrodisiac, but Sunny's business is an aphrodisiac for Carly too, which I loved. So that's it. I'm going to end there. Looks like next week's going to be somewhat of an exciting week. We see Jason again. We see Diane telling Carly, you know, you missed the power. But thank you again. Like, comment, share, good or bad. Like I said, I'm open to any off feedback. And I hope all you guys have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Bye.